Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Joe Brew Radio, your favorite pop culture nerd podcast. Today, I'm being joined by Neil Rosano. Unfortunately, Kate is not here today. How's that, Neil? I mean, it sucks that Kate's not here, but you know, we're here. We're doing it. We're doing no, it live. I meant, I meant the the intro music. You dig it? Oh yeah, I love the intro music. It's very jivey. All right, good. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop that later. All right. <clears throat> I, uh, wow, I, like, magically forgot my script as soon as we started. I I don't know why. It's never What do you happened. mean? This isn't scripted? No, me. My script. For, yeah, like, you didn't have a script. What do you mean? Well, no, no. I, I, I scripted myself. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I scripted the intros, and I don't have my, my like, thing in front of me, so I kind of just forgot it. I guess I won't do that again. Nice. <clears throat> anyway, uh, today... It's just going to be you and me, like said about five seconds ago. Um, I'm going to leave the uh, the topic and whatnot to you, but uh, before we get too deep into uh, the wonderful rant that you have prepared today, you got any small talk, man? I mean, I know you have small talk, but... Well, for, for the viewers at home, the listeners, this week I got called from uh, the on-base housing people, and they're like, hey, we got a house for you. But you gotta move in today, and that was on Wednesday. So I'm just like, what? Because I was expecting to get like a week, two weeks in advance to like you know get packed up and everything like that. So I'm just like, okay. But so I didn't have to immediately move in. I just went and got the keys, and we've been spending all week moving from our apartment, moving in on base, and we just got kind of settled in yesterday and got my setup all good to record today. But we still got a lot of unpacking to do. Yeah. Uh, also, since you, uh, you didn't say it just now, uh, excuse the echoey mic. Yes, yes, I'm in a brand new room and I don't have any soundproofing up. I am very sorry for my shit audio quality right now. It'll, it'll be alright. Like, rugs, dude. Do rugs. Be much cheaper. I, I got a whole plan in mind for what I'm gonna do to soundproof this place. Yeah, I still have, uh, I still have phone panels that I need to set up. Did I tell you that? Oh, I thought you used them all. No, no, I still have like a stack of 12 that I didn't do. You send me them. <clears throat> no, 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 I need those. I know where I'm going to put them, I just haven't gotten around to doing it because my hands got ripped to shreds whenever I did it months ago. Oh, okay. Long story with that. Uh, I guess I should share small talk. I don't have anything that great going on. Uh, I shaved my face. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. A little baby face gauge? Well, what I was going to do is I went into the bathroom and I was trying to trim up like the stray hairs, you know, because it, like, it was at the length where there's like hairs kind of like on my cheekbones rather than under it where my, you know, beard is. And I was trying to trim those up, but my elbows were on the counter of the uh, the bathroom and then I slipped. And whenever Ooh. I was pulling it down, I just shaved one massive line through a, uh, <laughs> a sideburn. Well, you shaved it not by choice. Well, I'm like, oh man, there, there's no fixing that. So I went to shave the rest of that sideburn. I'm like, okay, well, I'll leave the mustache in the in the chin, you know, I'll, I'll just rock the goatee. But then I, oh, like my head? yeah, like I spaced out as I was doing it, and then I shaved half my beard and my mustache. I'm like, oh, there's no fixing that either. So then I just shaved all of it. Um, I bought Dang. a chair, a really nice, nice chair. Gaming chair. Is nice it a uh, secret labs? No, I didn't get Secret Labs. The chair I got was actually a little bit cheaper than Secret Labs. I was tempted to do Secret Labs because I wanted one of their mesh chairs. Mm -hmm. uh, but the only one I, I really wanted was the Minecraft one. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the Minecraft one was just a little bit more expensive than I would have liked, like maybe like eighty bucks or something more. I don't know, but I bought the the meme chair that PewDiePie had. You know, the three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I bought one of those. And you have a lot of PewDiePie stuff. Yeah, I do. I have a mouse and a keyboard. Um, but then, huh? And now a chair. Yeah, now a chair and uh, mouse pads next. But I was gonna, I was thinking about doing the, uh, like, there's a couple other ones. There's the 100 mil one, which is pretty much exactly the same, but has, like, an LED light strip along the trims of the chair. That's interesting. Um, How does and that then, work? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's battery powered or what. I, I don't know. But that was about 100 bucks more. And then there was another one that was pretty much, again, same chair, but it was, like, black and white instead, you know? Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I was, I just settled with the, uh, the standard chair, I guess. It made me happy. I, I bought Get that one specific. Support. What? Get the lumbar support. Yeah. And it leans back. Cause like I was telling you last night, but for the people listening, I fall asleep in my chair a lot. Uh, when I can't, when I can't sleep at night, I will get in my chair and read and then I'll fall asleep there. But my chair doesn't lean back. So I, have like get in the fetal position in my chair with my knees propped up on my desk and that's not good for my body anymore anymore yeah I don't well think it's ever good for your body well like i can sleep comfortably like i can sleep on anything you know like i can sleep like that and be fine but i don't feel good the next morning uh yeah so with this chair that can recline i'm like yeah man i mean i'll still prop my feet on my desk probably or i don't know maybe i'll eventually one day invest in a footstool maybe not but we'll see yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's enough small talk. Uh, Neo, you prepared the whole topic that we have for us, or us, us, and the oh, man. I'm not ready for this. Us and listeners today. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and take the spotlight for now. What do you got for us? So as I said in the trailer, what I mostly want to talk about is Star Wars, and I've pre- prepared a couple subtopics, but my main topic I want to talk about today is Count Dooku and his whole character. Okay. Yep. So So I view I don't really view Count Dooku as a Sith Lord cuz he's a very poised. He's a very like proper person. He doesn't have he want for one doesn't have his Sith eyes, but he hasn't gone that far and he could. He like and he knew that Palpatine what he was doing was not right. But he followed him just cuz like he'd be dead otherwise, you know. Mhm. Uh, so let expound on that. Or you, I know, I know you told me a couple of things, but I want you to say them. So keep going. Yeah. So in the scene of on Geonosis where uh, Count Dooku was talking to Obi Wan, he's like, uh, "Join me, man, and you know we we can overthrow and like bring peace and bring balance to the Force." Blah blah blah. Like, I, I felt like that was pretty genuine of him. I don't think he was trying to trick Obi-Wan in any way. Like, I feel like he was actually trying to, like, you know, bring actual balance to the Force. Because he's a fallen Jedi. He's more on the dark Jedi side, but not really a Sith, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because that was something that I was just thinking about. Because I think I know the comparison you were about to make. But Go for it. What is it? Well, so I know that in talks you and I have had before, you kind of considered, uh, I mean, I'm... I might be mistaken in this, but 
you said Count Dooku was a gray Jedi, yeah? I, I, I say he's more gray, and you brought up the, the dark Jedi kind of thing, and I'm just like, yeah, that, that kind of fits. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more of a, because uh, dark Jedi are a thing, which are, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about this, so this is, this is where I start speaking not very solidly, but dark Jedi are pretty much Jedi that will eventually devote to the light side or the dark side. You don't know which. It's just at some point they will lean to one or the other. You know, right? Yeah, uh, I agree with that. That's that's how it was explained to me uh, by my dad. I'm not like I said. I don't. I'm not the Star Wars buff here. So, right. And so another thing, like, uh, with the Clone Wars series, right? Like they they made Dooku kind of like more sinister and tyrannical in that in that series not like i'm just basically going off of like what is in the movies you know but in mm -hmm. the in the clone Wars series he's kind of like an actual bad guy but that doesn't really show in the movies yeah well the clone wars i think did uh i mean i i can't speak for count dooku necessarily because i think even in the comics count dooku's kind of a definitely more towards the the bad very bad side of things but uh the clone wars did a few things differently and not i'm not going to get on that tangent just yet but right. yeah no you're you're right they the the dooku you see in like the prequels and then the dooku you see in uh the clone wars there's a a the the, the standard isn't the same uh dooku is definitely a little more uh i mean he's always kind of schemy but he's less of a lawful evil type in uh in in the clone wars i think right or, or maybe i'm getting that wrong I, I don't know like i said i can't i cannot stress enough i'm not the star wars buff here i like star wars but i'm not i don't dive into it as much as i used to so speaking of, of comics i want you to tell that that comic story about darth vader that you love so much which one there's a few about the uh that lady Oh yeah, that one. So, I, I mean, see, that one isn't like a canonical thing. I, I'm pretty sure that was just that's just like a side thing that people that someone has written about Star Wars. But Darth Vader, I do know a lot about Darth Vader. I love Darth Vader. Um, there's a comic where there's this Imperial uh nurse, I guess, works in like the medical ward or whatever, and she is just very unhealthily obsessed with Darth Vader. Infatuated so, even. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to butcher this a little bit. It's been a while since I seen since I've seen it and I saw it on a YouTube video and I if I could remember the name I would give them the credit for like them being the outlet in which I saw this. But so she had this this you know obsession with Darth Vader and like loved him. And would fantasize about him and, you know, her, like, treating his wounds. Like, like real fan fiction-y stuff, you know? Cheesy garbage romance. Um, and then the doctor, the only human being who was allowed to see his face other than Palpatine. Like, she was jealous of him and she, like, doctor would, like, yell at her and whatnot to get out whenever Darth Vader showed up, you know, to get patched up after battles. Um... And then she would fantasize about Darth Vader murdering the Doctor, and she's a new, like, his apprentice and stuff like that. 
then eventually in this comic where she snaps because the girl's obviously insane uh she actually kept a little keepsake box of like shrapnel that was pulled out of his body and like ripped up like a ripped up cape of his an old one and stuff like that well the doctor found it and pretty much like threw it on the ground disgraced it and i don't know threw it in the garbage or something and then she went nuts and committed a very big no-no which is walking into darth vader's quarters uh so she went in there darth vader's helmet's off you know which is the second big no-no obviously and she pretty much spews and confesses all of her love to him and how she thinks he's beautiful the way he is and all that. And just without missing a beat, Darth Vader just nonchalantly ignites his lightsaber and kills her right on the spot. I love that. And then calls the intercom and says, someone get this garbage out of my quarters. And that's that. <laughs> Cold. Real fan, real fan fictiony comic, but that's a pretty accurate portrayal of how Darth Vader would behave. Right. He just done and, got. He just done got time for that stuff anymore. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi, the show, didn't really portray Darth Vader in like the best way in some portions of it. Oh no, like, I that, think at that scene where he was like, like walking fast, because if you see Vader walking fast, you know shit's about to go down. I think they and, did a great job with Darth Vader. Like, Darth Vader's the only thing I like in the Kenobi series. I think they did him perfectly, except for the scene where he didn't kill Reva. Both both scenes actually. Well, that's not really a Darth Vader fault. That's just a script immunity fault. Because the story that's wasn't a, the story isn't about Obi Wan Kenobi. It's about that Reva. I think is that how you say it, Reva? Yeah, third sister yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's about Reva hunting Kenobi. It's not Kenobi's show. It's her show. So of yeah. course she couldn't die. Like in reality, in the spoilers that people haven't seen it. If you haven't, uh, you should have already. So I'm not sorry for you. Um, she, he, he, you know, fast walks and storms in, which like you just said, that's a really bad sign because Darth Vader's moves very slow and calculated right now. I mean, he's also in his prime by the time Kenobi's going on still, but yeah, he, he starts force choking her for, you know, failing at her task. If that happens, you don't have a chance to explain yourself. You're done. Like. She should have been dead right then. But and I she, don't like that they didn't write it like that. But she managed to squeeze out a word, and Darth Vader decided to let her go. I'm like, that would not happen. You failed Darth Vader, you're done. I I, 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 might, I might have misspoken, but I actually do like the way that Darth Vader was portrayed. But some of the scenes, like, it doesn't. it's not accurate as to what he would have done. It's just how the script is written. Well, him, you know? it's, it's how... It, it's not really a him it's not like his writing though that's just right like because the thing is is i i genuinely love the way they did darth vader in that because that's a like a version of darth vader that we have not seen on film i mean maybe in like rebels i think there's a couple of bits where you see him move around a little bit more but uh as far as like even just walking fast you don't see that what he did in the town, whenever that one town that Kenobi and whatnot were in, like, I think it was in, like, the second or third episode, I can't remember. Yes. How he just goes through and he's just dusting everyone just to lure him out. Like, that's not something we'd seen. Or him pulling down the ship and just ripping it apart, ripping it open. I love that scene. I'm just like, oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, no. Like, that's just things that we have not seen Darth Vader do. 
in Rebels, they did something almost like that. That was pretty cool. Have you seen Rebels? I haven't watched it in a while. Well, you should know. I it's, need to rewatch it. Well, you should know it's definitely like a kid's show. But, uh, yeah. like, there's a bit where Kane and Ezra are, are, like, running away. And they, like, stop. I, I mean, they had already seen Darth Vader at this point. This is, like, after the chase. Like, a eight or a... And what's the... The two-legged walker thing, ATST, I believe. Uh, ATST, yes. Yeah, AT-AT, and it, they they like drop an ATST on him and try to run away, and Darth Vader lifts it up with one hand, you know, as he does. He just throws it away, and he just like hucks it, you know, not like a massive throw, but just like like pushes it, you know. I'm like that. That's that's the Vader I want to see. I love that. Right. I absolutely love Vader in his prime. Absolute savage. Not a good guy. But I like I don't I don't I I can't stress that enough. But cool, cool yeah. villain. Yeah. So I think that's really all I have to say about Count Dooku and about Darth Vader right then and there. So another point I want to talk about is is sequels. Oh, well, sequels. And before you get into that, there was some. Ah, oh, man, now I can't even remember it. All right, we'll backtrack if I can remember it. There was something else I wanted to say about Count Dooku actually, but it's lost. Okay. So continue. All right. So, sequels, like, from my point of view, at the end of the day, it's not a Star Wars film, it's just a love story. The the sequels? Yeah. Like, what, what which one? Like, <laughs> like, well, so, are you talking about between Ray and Ben? But also, like, uh, Finn's infatuation with Ray have a he's like always trying to tell her that like he loves her and that kind of thing oh you know oh, but so also yeah. yeah Ray and Ben at the end when they do that kiss it's just like that I mean that's not Star Wars <laughs> I suppose you're kind of right that's not really how I like view it I guess I mean it's not entirely wrong but I just dislike them for other reasons well they were written like the first one was written by one guy and then the next one was written by another guy and the last one was written by the guy that wrote the first one, so it's yeah. all kinds of jumbled up. Of... Well, well, they both suck. So, all three of them. Well, you well, mean the director? Yeah, yeah. Both the director, both the directors suck. Um, I'm not. Again, continue. I mean, I, yeah, I guess it kind of is a love story, but I think that that like whether that is true or not, there's so many other things wrong with the sequel trilogy that. Like you can even say it's a romance. I'm like, I mean, that's that's the least thing wrong with it, in my opinion. So there's one point that I had to bring up is Star Wars. It's kind of written in an opera sense, but they didn't write it like that for the sequels. So it doesn't flow as well as the first uh, first movies do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And like, there are there are certain things that I like about the sequels. Is I I like the callbacks they had, like when Luke lifted his X-wing out of the island or out of the water. Like I thought, wow. I mean, I'm glad they they called that back from when he was on Dagobah. You know. Yeah, I mean, there were some callbacks and all that, but like I don't know, like I just can't respect that because it's like you're doing the callbacks to slightly acknowledge the trilogy that you're actively destroying so that way you can just be like huh see we like star wars we know the originals at least that's how i feel about it i feel like a big problem with like modern uh like movies being made is like 
the people who make them, they don't make them because they're fans of it, because they want to continue the story. They just make it for money. Like, I doubt, like, anyone who was written, like, the, the sequels had any passion or love for Star Wars. Well, the, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the one, Kathy, some, I don't know, some woman who's, like, in charge of Star Wars, she does not care about Star Wars. She doesn't, she doesn't like it, as far as I know. She doesn't really even know it, obviously. Uh, it's just, like, a cash grab thing, and it's, uh, shoot, I lost the words again. I should have really woken up earlier and prepared more for this podcast. It's just uh, disappointing, you know? It is very disappointing, although, uh, if you don't mind my side tangent for a little bit, I will Go keep it, it brief, unlike I usually do. I, to the very core of my being, hate what they did to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, I, I was going to bring that up and have you talk on that, actually. I can never, ever stress this enough. And I got in an argument w- with someone about it from the place I used to work at. Can't remember her name, so that's good. I don't even have to worry about making a fake one. But... So, Luke, obviously, you know, Luke Skywalker was the hero of the original trilogy, right? Golden Paladin, you know. Uh, and I and I have plenty of evidence to back this up. This is one of the few things that I actually do know in depth a lot about Star Wars. Mostly because it's not just about Star Wars. It's about the, fil- the philosophy of it, you know. Luke Skywalker being the decrepit, uh, screw the Jedi, screw the Sith, screw the Force type of dude... In like the new the new trilogy, the sequel trilogies, that is wrong on every base of the imagination for who Luke Skywalker is. Like, because a lot of people, like, whenever I've had this discussion, people don't really seem to like connect it in their head. In the original trilogy, Luke Skywalker was the only person who had faith that there was still good in Vader. Not Leia, not Obi Wan, not Yoda. Everyone pretty much just had the mindset of, nope, Darth Vader's evil. That guy needs to die. Right. And Luke Luke is the only one who said, no, I can save him or die trying. You know, save him or die trying is pretty much it. But he was more on the side that there was definitely still good in him. Um, and he never once found, never once addressed Darth Vader as Vader once he found out that uh, Darth Vader was actually his father, you know? His identity from then on out was always my father. And then in the sequel trilogy, they, Luke called him Darth Vader. I'm like, no! Wrong! Oh, man, I hate it. Like, And so I saw this, actually, this meme or something the other day, and it was like, oh, Luke giving like all the chances in the world to Darth Vader to save him, but I'll cut down Ben if he has a bad dream. Yeah, no, well, the thing is, is, like, go, like Luke Skywalker isn't perfect, and, I mean, that writing also irritated me, but at the same time, I'll, like, I'll give that, like, an olive branch. It's like, okay, Luke Skywalker might make that mistake, but here's the thing about Luke Skywalker. He's going to immediately spend the rest of his life, if he has to, trying to amend that mistake. Like, but instead of trying to amend it, he just kind of threw away the Force. Well, yeah, no, he just, like, Ben pretty much turned to the dark side, and Luke's like, oh, no, I failed, this is all, this this is all a waste of time, basically. Like, no, Luke, yeah. Luke Skywalker totally would have just done everything he can to, to repair that mistake. A Jedi don't just give up. Mark Hamill himself said that. Um, now, the idea of 
Luke disappearing, like in the in the in the sequel trilogy, whenever he like he was missing and whatnot, I could see Luke doing that. Like, yeah, where, where he's, like, away and no one knows where he's at. I could see Luke doing that. Just not for the reason that they did it. Many Jedi like, go into exile. Like, Obi-Wan what? went into exile. Well, uh, Yoda went into exile. Well, it's like when Han Solo was, like, talking about it. They're like, some people believe he went looking for the first Jedi temple. I'm like, yeah, I could I could totally see Luke doing that. Of course he would. Like, but to just, like, hide on an island like a coward hiding from the mistake. I'm like, no, that's not Luke. You, you, and it's like it's not his story anymore. So it would make sense that he's not like a centerpiece of it entirely. But you've pretty much thrown away the character and kept the name and backstory. That's it. Yep. Like that's that's not Luke's philosophy at all, and it's been demonstrated. I I th- I want to bring up a point. So like back before the sequels were released, like. So much hate was given on the prequels, and there is still a lot of hate given on them. But, like, I feel like now the prequels are looked at, like, the uh, original films were looked at now that the pre- sequels are out. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I think that kind of started happening before the tr- the sequels, in a way. I think it's definitely kicked off. Like, I mean, so ultimately, you're right. I mean, ep- episode three has always been just gold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I I enjoy the prequels. I just don't like Anakin. That's that's really my only, uh, like my only thing about it. I don't. I do not like how they did Anakin. It irritates me. Everything else is fine though. I don't. I don't mind it. Except for Jar Jar. No. Yeah. Jar Jar is another crime against humanity. But well, he is. Well, Jar Jar is the crime against humanity. Anakin's writing was just so stupid. And they did it for, like, Hollywood drama is is what it is. Like, they just made Anakin this whiny, crybaby, sappy child. I'm like, that's not how you're supposed to portray someone that you know would turn to the dark side. Like, I would expect it, like, cold and focused. Like, whenever he was talking about the Sand People and he was like, you know, I killed the women and the children. The way I would have rather have seen it is... He confesses he did that, and someone told him he was wrong. And, like, like, why would you question that choice if you're going to... Like, if that's how you're leaning, there has to be some sign that that's how you're going to turn out in the future, you know? It's like, conv- right. convince me that was the wrong choice. They're animals. They deserve to die. What did I do wrong is kind of the mindset I would have expected from them. And they kind of show that in the Clone Wars, even, when there's, like, a... There's a bit from the Clone Wars. I'll I'll make this a s- small tangent as well. I don't want to bar you, but there's like a, a slave trader that they're interrogating or something like that, you know. And uh, Anakin's interrogating him, and obviously Anakin hates slavers and whatnot. You know his backstory, and he tries a Jedi mind trick, and the slaver pretty much says, you know, that, that doesn't work on me. You know, it only works on the weak minded. So Anakin dismissed the guard and closed the door and then just clocked him across the room and said, I don't need mind tricks to get what I need out of you. And pretty much just bad cop interrogated this dude. You know, I'm like that. That is what that portrays what he's going to be. That's how you write Anakin. Right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like collectively there is a lot of good writing between the Clone Wars 
the sequ or not sequels, the prequels and the originals. But like there is like some parts you could just remove that don't need to be there and it all just blend together perfectly, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well the normally when it comes to things like that, like um my my biggest gripe that I usually have with Star Wars, every now and then there's canon things. Or well, I mean fairly often it's canon things, but the most thing that I the thing that I hate the most is like the philosophy and essence of characters being jacked or improperly written, or at least what I believe is improperly written. Right. I mean, also um, to to caveat on Anakin again, we we talked about this the other day, how like people have like I've seen people have like so much sympathy for Anakin, like not in the movies, oh. but like actual people, they have so much sympathy for him. Like, oh, he's struggling. He didn't do the gonna, wrong thing. Was... You're gonna you're gonna reopen that wound for me. Yeah. All right. And like. So the way you put it, I remember was he has you can have sympathy with his struggle with his character, but not with the decisions that he made. Well, so sort of basically my what when I see I saw this on a TikTok. I'll go ahead and uh, elaborate where this started. And I mean, there's other ways it's gotten worse, which I'm not I might touch it for like a slight second, but. Basically, it was this, like, you know, villains who aren't actually bad, they're just broken. And it was, like, showcasing Anakin and, and Darth Vader. I'm like, no, no, that Darth Vader is a bad guy. Like, he is 100% a bad guy. He murdered innocent kids. He's murdered countless people. There's a comic where he slayed a, like, just dusted a room of elderly resistance leaders that were unarmed. Right? Like, he he made he's doing the wrong thing and darth vader knows that he just does it because he doesn't really have anything else left and i've gotten in arguments with people where like i pretty much said that i'm like no this is a choice he chose evil i'm like this deserves no sympathy at all he's a he's a scumbag and some dude's like oh well, what what choice did the the council give him and all that that whatever i i can't remember exactly what he said but it was pretty much like what choice did he have I'm like, oh, I don't know. He had the choice to not kill innocent kids. He had the choice to overthrow the Emperor outright like he said he was going to do to Padme. You know, he could have done literally anything else other than what he did. I'm like, he had plenty of choices, and he chose wrong. <laughs> I'm like, that, that, it doesn't deserve any sympathy. It's like, you know, the, the fear that he had of Padme dying and whatnot... It's so like I could I could feasibly see that being a thing. I, I and I could sympathize with uh that. But and and part of that it's you know, it's still Anakin's fault. But the Jedi Council, I mean I will admit it again, they didn't really help him out with that. They pretty much just said, No, bury that rather than like trying to help him at least cope with that fear, you know. You have to learn to let go of uh, all the things you fear to lose. Well, they pretty much just said bury it and don't think about it is kind of just how I'd simplify that, you know. Well, in, in the third episode, uh, Anakin was talking to Yoda and he's like, I'm having having these bad dreams. He's like, uh, what kind of dreams? He's like, of uh, people dying, people close to me. And he's like, careful when sensing the future. Well, and, uh, you know, well, yeah. Yeah. But it's, but even, like, that's not help, you know? Like, that's not teaching. It's wisdom, though. I mean, yeah, but it's it's not what he needed. I mean, there, I, I used to have this all worked out in my head. 
but oh, either way, the the sum remains that uh, the, this trend that I've seen lately about trying to sympathize with bad guys really irritates me because and it, it doesn't really help because a lot of shows and movies will like that like they'll have a bad guy but then they'll change the writing and give them some like altruistic motive like they're trying to do good or trying to do the right thing but they're just doing it in a really awful way no that's just wrong like bad bad people are bad people darth vader is a bad person because he made the wrong choices he's fully aware of that and there was another tiktok i saw recently this is the thing i was only going to touch for a second i saw a very similar tiktok about homelander from the boys oh i'm remember that yeah which is a really really wrong thing to do when it comes to homelander because whoever made that tiktok clearly has not read the comics I mean, if whoever made the TikTok just doesn't know that this is, like, a, a show just about spoofed superheroes, it's not meant to be taken well, seriously. Well, no, because it, it's, like, it actually is, like, a serious story and all, but it's, like, the thing is with... Uh, all right, I'll touch this for just a little bit to explain. Uh, when they, like, Homelander, I imagine you know some of his backstory, Neo. Like, I mean, he mm -hmm. had a pretty traumatic growing up, you know? Right. And, like, it's not good, but the thing is is like I mean he's an adult who makes his own choices and he's he's a racist he's 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 a sexist he's everything wrong you know and he's also got you know the power of god uh for lack of better terms he's nigh invulnerable but even the dude who plays homelander said he's like I don't like we wanted the backstory out there so you know why he is what he is but it's not meant for you to feel bad for him you're not supposed to feel bad for him he's a bad guy you know like yeah, this isn't this isn't true. meant for you to relate to him this is meant for you to think wow he's coping in really awful cynical ways you know deserves no sympathy bad guys right. don't deserve sympathy i don't care i don't care who it is there's uh there's another point that I remember like it was on a Facebook post that you saw yeah about yeah. how how Palpatine killed like ninety nine point nine percent of the Jedi in the Purge yeah I which I I don't would... have much truth in that yeah no I disagreed with that too do you want to elaborate the point that I think uh, I originally made or do you you were the one that saw it so I'll let you take the floor with that one okay so yeah there was that there was a meme and I and I'm pretty sure it was just bagging like I don't I. I don't know. It was just a stupid meme, I guess. But someone said that uh, Palpatine wiped out 99.9% .9 of the Jedi, which I boldly disagreed with. And uh, typical Star Wars fans, no offense to you, Neo, the majority of Star Wars fans are childish losers is the kind of the way I view it. Hey. It's because of how they act, all right? No, like, I agree. So I said, no, he, he didn't kill 99% of the Jedi. I'm like, I... I, you will not convince me. So, the Clone Wars was going on for, wh wh how long was it? Like 10, 15 years? Maybe 20? Um, let's it, look it up. It was going on for about a decade at least, I would say. Or at most, I don't know. Around a decade. And the clones, who were struggling fighting robots, okay? They were struggling fighting robots for all the duration of that war. It was only three years, actually. It was only three yeah, 22 BBY to 19 BBY. Oh, 
I don't know. Well, then either, I mean, either way, like, you're telling me that these clones who were bred for war struggled when fighting robots for some amount of years, and then Palpatine flips a switch, and you believe that these clones can just decimate all the Jedi, basically. I don't believe that, not by any amount of the, not by any stretch of the imagination. Like, some Jedi guarantee it, they went into hiding, you know, and all that. Like, there were still quite a few Jedi left after the Purge that is known, like, in the comics, because Darth Vader killed a few. And there was also the Inquisition, which had hunted Jedi for years after that. Right. You know? By the end of, like, like when it gets to Return of the Jedi, Luke is the last Jedi. By then, that that's probably true. But I'll backtrack a little bit. There is no telling how many people, or Jedi... Maybe they didn't. They didn't reach out. They didn't do anything force related for the rest of their lives. Th- who knows how many Jedi could have just gone out, lived in the middle of nowhere, and just lived the rest of their lives as a farmer, because they listened to Obi Wan. Yep. Like there's no te- like the Inquisitors even killed a lot of Jedi. There's no way they got all of them. I guarantee a lot of Jedi just decided to hide for the rest of their lives. And I imagine it might actually be that same deal, even in Return of the Jedi, where there's. Luke might not be the last Jedi, but the rest just don't do it anymore. They they're just not Jedi anymore. They can well, use the Force, the, but they don't. The point that I bring up for that argument is they may have killed a lot of the Jedi that were in the temple that were part of the Council, but they definitely definitely did not kill every Force sensitive being there was. Well, like, no, they in the galaxy. They didn't. That I mean, that's guaranteed. But Jedi, like being force sensitive, just does obviously doesn't just mean you're a Jedi. But Jedi, like, because Jedi were all throughout the galaxy. There were roughly ten thousand Jedi. I think is the the measurement of how many there were like at that it time of the purge. 10, I you can't convince me that these clones wiped out ninety nine percent of ten thousand Jedi. I don't believe it how many was it it was like uh they they made like five hundred thousand clones with a million more on the way is what they said i think it was something like that but i mean that doesn't necessarily mean that they stopped making them after that like no they did because uh oh they did yeah because they got rid of the clones for stormtroopers remember Oh, well, I mean, during the duration of the Clone Wars, like, that's still three years of potential, like, production of of clone troopers, you know? Eventually, According they did stop. This article on Wikipedia, there were 1,728,000,000 clones. Oh. Well, but even, like, and, and that's a lot. Like, I can, I guess, like, I can see people making the point, but it's like, you got to realize how much the clone troopers actually kind of sucked to be honest right like, i mean there, there were some like really good units in the uh, well yeah they like were the, uh, shock troopers are a good example of a really powerful well, unit they were good fighters and there there were really good units the 501st you know i believe the 501st is the the company that stormed the the, the temple i think yes uh but still like you have like there's some really crazy powerful Jedi, all right. Like I just I don't believe that clones did most of the work, and even then it's pretty much true that they didn't because there were still years after that where the Inquisitors were still hunting Jedi, which means it probably wasn't ninety nine point nine percent. 
Um, right. You know what's the, kind of weird? Oh, hang on. I was going to say, and in that, that post, I made that point. And of course, you know, as Star Wars fans do, there were a couple that actually defended me, you know. But yeah, they're, rather than actually logically explaining how I could be wrong or why they think I'm wrong, I just had someone call me out and try telling me that I was an idiot over and over again for making that point. Uh, people, people are dumb. But uh, one thing that I always found weird is why did Palpatine take the Coruscant guard to Mustafar? I couldn't tell you. That's I mean, it, I, I, I was rewatching it and I was like, wait, that's the Coruscant guard. Why are maybe, they on Mustafar? Maybe they were just on hand. Maybe he was just walking by and he's like, uh, you two, come with me. I don't maybe. know. <clears throat> I think at that point, the uh, the sect didn't really matter, you know? Um, that's probably it, yeah. But I'm that's just, that's just my assumption. I would honestly kind of just like, you know, I mean, you know how I am. I kind of just blow off details that don't necessarily matter. I think that's just one of the details that doesn't really matter. I I pointed it out before, but I don't really think about it much. Yeah, like I'll I'll point out little like because there was a there was a post someone made. It was like uh, it was about Kenobi, and someone took a screenshot whenever you see Anakin in the temple with the stormtroopers, and they're like, "That's not the five oh first. The blue accents are different." You know, I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, who cares? Like. The result is the same. Does it really matter what pattern of blue is on their armor? Is that what you're thinking about? It's the wrong shade. And kids, there's actually... kids are being slaughtered and you're concerned about the blue accents on the armor. Um, yeah, but yeah, jeez, I, <laughs> I kind of, I don't know. Do you have something else you want to bring up? I don't want to lead the conversation uh... anymore right now. Yeah, um, well, one thing, uh, very, very, I wouldn't call it controversial, but Ray is not a goddamn Palpatine, and no one can change my mind about that. No, she Rey isn't. Is, no, sorry, Ray is not a Skywalker, Ray is a Palpatine. Yeah, oh, ooh, good correction there. <laughs> yeah, even, I was like, even, wait, 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 wait. Even I missed that, man. I was, I, my brain was automatically just like, uh-huh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, no, yeah, I... Ray is a Palpatine. Have she you... is not a Skywalker. <laughs> Have you seen video reactions of people like in theater reacting to that last scene in in there when she said that people would like scream and curse? It was so no. (laughs) Well, she's not. She's she's not. She met both of them for maybe a total of a month. I'm like, and you're just claiming the name because they were polite to you. All right. Like this stupid. Own it. Claim your Palpatine. Turn a new leaf. Give the Palpatine. Make the Palpatine name mean something again. Make Palpatine great again. Or don't Make actually. Palpatine never mind. Again. Not, not. Not. Never mind. Too close to politics. <laughs> she and too is the close, fucking Senate. That's too. That's too close to politics and too close to relating with a uh, genocidal freak. But uh. <clears throat> uh no. Yeah, I didn't. I did not. It's that's just a, another like grab another jab like we can do star wars better i don't right. know i hate it i i don't there's not a single thing the only thing that i kind of give leeway to in the sequel trilogy is ben because he's the least annoying and least poorly written character mm-hmm. yeah i um, agree i i mean i don't like how they did him no no, no but, but because they also 
because they also made him kind of like a, a whiny dude. But, uh, like, I just, like, look, if you're on the dark side, you shouldn't just be some sentimental, whiny baby. Like, never, and you look at any other Sith Lord, they're not like that. <laughs> you look at Sidious, Darth Maul, Darth Nihilus, Darth Revan, all the Darths. Think of every freaking Sith Lord you know, and they're not just some crybaby, okay? Despite their passions and whatnot. Darth Nihilus, have you do you know much about Darth Nihilus? Not too much. Darth Nihilus is probably the main horror show of Star Wars, in my opinion. I I know he's like one of the most, if not the most powerful Sith Lord that's ever been. So I I mean I might be butchering this a little bit because I've kind of forgotten what I know about Darth Nihilus, but I almost view him as like the Sauron of Star Wars in a way, because. Uh, I, I can't remember all of his backstory and all that, but he came to the dark side, this, like, things happened, and he's basically just a force glutton, where he just, like, murders people by draining the force out of them and consuming it, and now he's pretty much just a dark side wraith, and the only way that Darth Nihilus can be killed is if his mask is destroyed, because his mask is, like, part of him. You know? He was deemed the Lord of Hunger, apparently. Yeah, he, like I said, he's just a dark side, force glutton wraith. And I, I don't know. I think maybe, I think maybe calling him the Sauron of Star Wars is too much credit because Sauron is on a whole level, for one, different genre and story, but different. And that kind of entails a different field of power. I don't really like mixing up, like. Like the like like whenever I see things like four or like uh Doom Guy versus Master Chief, I don't like seeing things like that. Or Kratos versus Doom Guy, I, I hate it. Like you can't like one has guns, okay, and the other one uses an axe or two big giant knives. <laughs> the other one has killed gods. Well, it's like it's just you can't compare those two, you know. I'll I'll go ahead and break this down in a kind of stupid but equally relevant way. Like you can't compare an American burger to a gourmet burger, you know? Like they're two completely separate things. Like they're burgers, but one has a lot more effort put into it, but the other one is still good, you know? You can't compare a McDonald's Big Mac to a, a Clayton's fig and pick. Well, I mean you especially can't compare that because one is fast food. But, like, where I work, I work at the Back 40. Back 40 has amazing burgers, barn busters, uh, classic American burger, yeah? You can't compare a barn buster to any burger that Clayton's had. God rest Clayton's soul. I miss that place. I love Clayton's, too. Clayton's was so good. Megan Duncan, if you're listening to this right now, bring back Clayton's, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> it was the best time of my life working there. <clears throat> I loved eating there whenever I visited back home. Yeah, Clayton's was awesome, man. I loved working there. I did great while serving. Were you ever there when I served tables? Uh, no. We only went there like after school, like to eat. Well, I mean, did you ever end up going in there after I became a server? Is what I'm saying. Maybe I don't think once. you did. Maybe once. I know I was there when you were a host. Might have been. Well, you were there whenever I was a food runner. You were there whenever I was like a bunch of things when I was expediting, food running, kind of serving. Oh no, no, uh, I, I I was there. So Paige actually served us though, and uh, it was when we were on the top floor, with, like my dad and Penny and all them. Oh, was that when I was serving tables? 
Yeah, but you were downstairs. Oh. Anyways, yeah, your mom, your your step Penny and your dad came in whenever I was serving tables once. I loved serving them. They were always they were always great. Naturally. <clears throat> right. But uh, anyways, comparison. That's a little. That's a sidebar. Unless they put a restaurant called Clayton's Downtown Grown Star Wars, we're gonna get off of that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like the the cross universal uh, comparisons and and battles. It just it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I don't like it. Right. Um, so there, there's one one final uh, topic that I wanted to get on, and then we can talk about whatever. Yeah. But so this is such an unpopular opinion and it might get so much hate for this. People might, you know, block this podcast on their phones or wherever they listen. No, but... they can't. It's integrated into their, their cellular devices or their computers. Did I not tell you that? Oh, you put a virus in the, uh, yeah, no, there's a virus in anyone who's listening. The moment you listen to the trailer, a virus is put on your device. You can never get away from this podcast. God. All right. So basically, I view Harry Potter as like, I don't want to say a knockoff, but I'm just going to say a knockoff because I don't know any synonyms of Star Wars. And I will explain, I I will explain every point, right? I've been waiting for this because I, like you said, uh, your, your wife is not going to like this. I have a very dear friend of mine who's also probably not going to like this and I need to know what's going on here. Right. Okay. So. Let's just start it off, right? We got we got this kid lives with his aunt and uncle, right? His, both both his aunt and uncle are trying to shelter and hide him from his past, his father, and the well, let's just say magic of what his family's history is, right? Mm-hmm. So then, some old guy comes over and tells him, "Hey, your family are magic users." And you can do it too. So he goes on this journey with this uh, this old guy, right? And then uh, he meets this other old guy that you know teaches him more. And then he, you know, he has the well. I'll, I'll say um, Hermione and Ron are basically the uh, Han and Leia, right? Hermione is like Harry's sister, or Harry's like. The girl in his life that he'll only ever view as a sister and that's kind of how it is with luke and leia and then you know han is the the woody you know banter of you know the, the best friend that you know has the comedic relief then yeah. there's like i kind of see hagrid as like the chewbacca of of the uh of it you know there's other points but if you have anything to say i'll let you uh talk okay um so I kind of get what you're. I kind of see what you're getting at, but f- I I I was picking out nitpicks as you're going on. So for one, I don't think that Harry's aunt and uncle were trying to protect him because they treated that no, more. Li- they weren't trying to protect him. They were trying to shelter and like hide him from it. I don't think they were even trying to do that. I think that like, he was an orphan and that was the next of kin, and he was a burden to them in their eyes. Well, you remember in the Harry Potter movie when he kept taking the letters from Hogwarts and ripping them up and trying to hide it from Harry. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't really think that the character analogies you made are very accurate. I don't think Hagrid is Chewbacca. I think if Hagrid were to be compared to anyone in that analogy, it would probably be Obi-Wan. 
because he's the one that's like, hey, oh, yeah, you're that's, a force that's user. Right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. As for Ron and Hermione, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't see. I don't view that necessarily because there's a lot of stories that are kind of like like Bilbo was raised or Frodo was raised by Bilbo Baggins. I or at least he was raised by Bilbo for quite a while. Right. I don't right. know a whole lot about Frodo's backstory, admittedly, which is kind of uncomfortable for me to admit because I love Lord of the Rings so much. Like, there, there's other stories that kind of just have that premise, and it's like, like, there's only so much creativity you can use when it comes to that sort of thing, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, shocking. Too- I mean, there's some interesting similarities, you know, but I wouldn't, the thing is, is there's also a difference between ripping off and using inspiration. Because if it were a ripoff, uh, let me think of a good, like, a, a ripoff is kind of like, uh, spoof movies do ripoffs a lot. And they do it intentionally because it's a spoof, you know? Right. Uh, a ripoff is basically you're taking someone else's exact idea and calling it something else and maybe changing a couple of small details about it. But ultimately, it's like exactly the same thing, you know? Right. I uh, mean, there's a couple other points I can make. Like, oh, they get told that they're the chosen one and they're the only one that can, you know, do this and bring balance to whatever. Okay. Yeah. Also, well, there's also uh, that. I mean, again, that could also just kind of be uh, an inspirational thing because it's like there's other details that I would uh, like put in or omit. I'm not a big Harry Potter buff either. I mean, I watched all the movies with uh, my ex, and I read some of the books because of that. You read all the books? No, I didn't go through all the books yet. No, okay. uh, you're in the middle of it. No, yeah, I think I read the first one, and then I read a little bit of the second one, and then I started reading other things, or specifically rereading other things. I think I got back into Lord of the Rings after I got. Like, I did a little bit of the second book, and I'm like, I want to read Lord of the Rings again. So I started reading Lord of the Rings again, and I finished that, and then I just haven't gotten back into Harry Potter yet. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very basic way of looking at it, but it's always something that I've done, because Harry Potter and Star Wars are always looked upon as, like, kind of almost sort of, so, like, Marvel's the face of, like, superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like Harry Potter and Star Wars are kind of, like, another face of pop culture. Well, I mean, well, I guess Marvel's, I mean, nowadays, I guess Marvel is the face of superheroes just because, like, you know, they've had a tw- 12, I think it's 12 years now. They've had 12 years of uh, the MCU, and DC yeah. is uh, really sucked at trying to compete with that. Yeah, the, D- um, the DCCU isn't really getting to going anywhere. D- DCEU. I believe is what it's called. What's the, what's the E for? I have no idea. That's just what they call it. I thought it was um, the DC Cinematic Universe. No, I, I don't know. But, um... Uh, what what point was I getting at? Well, I mean, there's that. What, what would you say right after that? Extended Universe is what they call it. So, yeah, oh. DC, you're right. Well, what did you say after you made that, like, superhero point? So, like, Harry Potter and Star Wars oh. are another really big face of what pop culture is today yeah well i mean i think we might be getting the pop culture thing wrong because you know pop culture uh is like the things that millennials mostly grew up with i think 
Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You can see some of it in the background of our uh, podcast cover art. Um, I'm, but I mean, I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two pr- pretty, pretty big faces. Star Wars is a a pop culture thing, I believe. That's something that like my dad grew up with, you know. Um, and I did too, but I grew up with them starting at the prequel movies. Um, I grew up starting with the originals. Well, I mean, I mean, no, I grew up with the original. I saw the originals before I saw the prequels. I'm just saying, like, I didn't grow up with the originals technically because those were already made. Like, okay, I see what you mean. I grew yeah, up. I'm, I'm I, I I grew up knowing and waiting for the prequel movies. Like after the first one, it's like, okay, well, when does the second one come out, and then when does the third one come out? That like that's what I grew up with was the was the prequels effectively. I like the original right. trilogy more. I always have, and I, I still do. Um, but I didn't. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode? Uh, yes. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, it's but maybe I, I want to say Empire Strikes Back, but I think Return of the Jedi might actually beat it for me. I love Return of the Jedi as my favorite. I I love like everything that happened on Endor so much. I think I I genuinely like Return of the Jedi. Uh the the most not not on it i mean i like it all but i think the reason why i like return of the jedi so much is like that is the movie in which luke is a jedi and he knows his place and he knows what he he knows what he's got to do and he's gonna do it you know like like return that i forgot i wanted to make yeah i'm sorry to cut you off right there oh you're so I, i i got into this argument uh, when I was at uh, AIT, which is like job training for the military, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this guy that was in my class, and he was talking about Qui-Gon Jinn and how he has like a Force ghost. And I'm just like, no, that's not right. Qui-Gon doesn't technically have a Force ghost. He can only appear in that kind of form when he's in areas of very high Force sensitivity, like areas like Dagobah or the Trigger of the Force, I think is what they called it in the Clone Wars. I forgot what it was called. Yeah. But like, or in the uh that little like diamond shaped thing or the, the the cube where it has the father the sister and the brother i i like, don't a- know areas like that that's the only like places that Qui-Gon can portray himself like that because he learned it after death technically yeah yeah no i i uh i get what you're saying See, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the Force Ghosts. I mean, I did kind of know that. The only thing that made me question that is in Kenobi. Yeah, like, I, I was gonna bring that up. He's like, he's just there. I'm just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I, I do remember watching Clone Wars, and I, and that that did link in my mind. Like, that's the only places where you end up seeing Qui Gon's Force Ghosts is in very specific areas, you know. Uh, and right. and there aren't like many of them, you know. Um, and then Obi Wan kind of—I mean, they did that for—they did that for hype. So I mean, whatever, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the the mechanics that were written for it that go into. It's like, oh well, if you learn it after death, it can only be this, or you know that that whatever. Not I mean, I I'm never really the only thing I don't really like is uh it's like the phrase that you know he has a force ghost you know like yoda has a force ghost like no yoda is a force ghost right yeah like it it's not a possession it's not an extension like that is him 
you know. I mean, it, it is kind of an extension of them in a way. I mean, I... When, when you die, you become part of the Force. Well, but that's not an extension. That's that's just you. Like, it's not like... Like, that's not a Force projection. That is just you. Like, that is what you are now. You know? Yeah, it's what's I left of right. them. Because what Luke did was a Force projection on the uh, salt planet when he fought in quotations right and then he uh, and then he died and then he became a force ghost uh, yes, the only really thing yeah. i don't like the only thing i don't necessarily like and maybe it's maybe i'm not really brushed up on my lore why does leia have a for why is leia force ghost exactly like <laughs> because he trained her well did did he even know how to do that at the point when he was training her did she get that far did she actually bother to retain that i like well, I, I, I mean, I can I am, see it. I'm not gonna say that it's dumb that she has one. It's just like I'm unclear of the spots in which she would have learned that. The only person I really question of why they have a force ghost is Anakin. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I kind of debated that uh, in my head as well. I don't understand why he has one. Because Yoda, obviously being the Grandmaster, he knows how to do it. Let's just throw that out the window. Well, um, Yoda and there. Go ahead. Yoda, um, yeah, he's a grandmaster. He knows how to do it. Qui Gon somehow managed to do it. I guess I don't know. Learned it after death or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's a thing. Obi Wan knows how to do it because Qui Gon taught him. Oh yeah, Yoda told Obi Wan that that is a thing, and then he trained himself to perceive it, and probably ended up training himself to do it. Or no, he got or, or Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna leave or finish with that. Uh, Luke. I would certainly imagine learned it from Obi-Wan and Yoda, or maybe even Anakin, since he had three Force ghosts at his disposal. Well, I imagine he kind of uh, learned it in his training with Yoda on Dagobah. He, yeah, I mean, either way, it's clear how all of them would have would have learned it. Leia, I can see learning it from Luke, you know, I mean... I'm so I don't. This is not something like I I like harp on or I would bag on Star Wars about. It's just not something I ever really thought had proper clarity, you know. Right. Uh, so whenever Leia appeared as a Force ghost at the end of the third sequel movie, I was like, "What?" I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. Like I, because I never really, because like Leia walked away from that path, you know. That's that's really where I get stumped. As like Leia gave up on the possibility of you know using the force and being a jedi like that's right, just she, she saw darkness within herself i'm like i don't uh i don't really fully uh understand why i mean i guess i would i don't want to say i don't know why she'd bother you know allowing herself to be a force ghost but at the same time it's like well i mean i guess i don't know but I mean, yeah and again it's a little it's it's a little I would need someone with more in-depth research and knowledge to explain why Anakin has a Force ghost. I, I don't know. I don't know. I like The only conclusion I can draw to is, like, he was a very powerful guy in the Force. Like, he knew a lot of the Force. And I guess he was saved by Luke. Saved by, like, saved into the Force, into the light mm. side. So he just kind of got one. Actually, I just thought of something. Anakin doesn't have a dad. You know, he's pretty much just made by the Force. Out of the Force, yep. So I think maybe 
this is like a fan theory here. It's a it's a uh, quantification. Maybe Anakin doesn't actually need training for that. That might just be like a circumvent thing. Like he that's just something that happens to him considering he's technically I I I, I would say he's technically not a person. He's not a human. Right. Uh, uh, see that actually that's a good point so he probably when he died he probably just went into that form naturally like that's just pretty much what he always was as i would say um the the theory about him like well why did he not uh why was he not old in this force ghost the the rationality i heard for that is well he reverted like that's the last stage in his life once he was uh in the light so right. that's the form yeah. that he, that his force ghost took is when he was a, a young man before the dark side. On the other hand, it could be just, oh, they used Hayden Christensen again because that's what they used well, in the prequels. I think in the very original cut of the movie, it was actually a different dude. It was. Uh, and I've never found the original clip and I really want to. Um, I, I can find like an image of it. I don't imagine it'd be hard. I don't, like I've never really tried to look for it, admittedly. But I, I heard about that. It's like, well, this is a, like a recut because in the Return of the Jedi, you go on Disney Plus or whatever, you see CGI in there. When there was no CGI used for the original movies, none. Um, so I'm like a picture, a picture. Here, let me pull up my Discord. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, and he's old there. So I think they just decided to use Hayden Christensen, and it kind of lines up with the, well, I mean, you know, he was a young man when he was still a Jedi. He probably just moved back to that. I, I think the rationality of having him back in the time when he was in the light is a, a good stretch. Yeah, no, I mean, there, I mean, there's some, like, I mean, I bag on George Lucas a lot, you know, with the wacky canon and stuff, you know, because I, I, he's, he's care, he was careless with it here and there. Um, but there are some things that make sense. I don't know. There's some rationalities that I, uh, that I, that I like, like, because with Star Wars, things weren't very clear. So there's a lot of room to quantify things, which, uh, like, for example, this isn't necessarily too much of a quantification. It's almost pretty apparent that Obi-Wan is probably the best damn swordsman that exists in the Jedi Order. The I feel only... like it all depends on what kind of form you master, honestly. I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, Darth... Look, Obi-Wan couldn't be beat. Like, I mean, he... The only people I think that really could go toe-to-toe with him was Darth Vader and Count Dooku, and they both lost. They so, did... Actually, I have a counterpoint to that. I was reading something, and it said that the, the best swordsman on the council was actually Plo Koon. And Plo Koon was the first to die in in the Purge, practically. No, he wasn't. No? Who was Plo... Wait, was Plo well, Koon the pilot? Plo Koon, like... yeah, he was the pilot flying. Oh, well, I mean, I guess... Well, the thing is, is maybe, but we don't we don't know. What we do know is that Darth... Or is that... Not Darth. Why do I want to keep saying that? Obi-Wan Kenobi has not really been beaten. As far That's as, like, true. when it comes to a sword duel... I mean, he hasn't necessarily won all of them, like because I believe, like, I mean, there were years in which, like, Obi Wan and Duke who would end up in a spar, and they would both walk away alive. But, like, I mean, and Anakin's the one who killed Duku. But, oh well, actually, that's kind of, I mean, slightly dogging my point now. Either yeah, way, right? look, who's alive, Count Duku or Obi Wan? 
yeah, Obi Wan. So who technically won? Obi Wan. Okay, um, so but Darth Vader who, couldn't beat him. Darth Maul couldn't beat him. I would say Count Dooku technically couldn't beat him. I'm gonna ask you this: uh, Who do you think would win in a fight in a, in a sword duel? Yoda or Obi Obi Wan? Okay, so I have a, I, I have a, I have a thing about about this. So, um, when it comes to Jedi, some aren't necessarily quite as strong in the Force, and some aren't necessarily quite as good with a lightsaber. But you're good at one of those things, you know. Anakin was really strong in the Force, and he was a really good swordsman. But because he was trained by Obi Wan, but he wasn't the best. Uh, Obi Wan. I would venture to say now now there's a huge spectrum to work with so anyone listening that is a huge Star Wars fan please don't don't take this too strongly Obi-Wan was not as strong with the force but he was an insane swordsman and Yoda is on the flip side of that as well he's really strong in the force but I don't think Yoda is really the greatest swordsman uh, I think Yoda's a great swordsman. I mean, he is a great swordsman, but I and maybe he could, you know, may, I mean, I don't know. We've never seen it, but I would imagine that when it comes to Obi Wan and Yoda and a a spar, I mean, I would probably go ahead and say that Obi Wan might lose that, but it's gonna be a work. It's gonna be work. Okay, well, now that you said that, like lots and lots of work. This point I'm going to bring up to you, I know is canon, I don't remember where it's from though, but Plo Koon is the only Jedi on the council or to ever exist to beat Yoda in a spar. Oh, see, I, I, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about that. It's just, like, when looking at what we've seen at least, alright, I'll go ahead and clarify this. From everything we've seen in movies and whatnot, or even shows... Like, look, like you can look at Darth Vader, all right? Darth Vader did not lose for the whole duration of his being as Darth Vader. Like, he got hurt and whatnot. But again, Darth Vader's alive. His enemies aren't. Um, at least until... He lost against Luke. Well, until then. Because it's Luke, you know? And there, there's a thing about Luke I was going to touch up on there in a minute. But, like, oh, Darth Vader put down every enemy he's ever had pretty much right yeah and then he he fought obi-wan and a lot of people have said that darth vader won that fight you know in the in a new hope he didn't (laughs) he did not win he took out obi-wan's physical form obi-wan is still very much alive as a as a force ghost like you you did not beat him you know All right. uh, I, I think we're running low on time, so there's one more point that I want to bring oh up. That's wait, just kind of I was hang on. I was gonna bring up one one last thing about Luke. Okay. So going, okay. when Luke and Darth Vader fought, Luke was not winning at first until Vader suggested. All right, he suggested that he would turn Leia to the dark side, and then Luke did basically kill him for it. You know, like it. Like, the moment he suggested that Leia was going to be put in harm's way, Luke went berserk and decimated him, almost. Right. <laughs> that is why Darth Vader lost. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's it. What's your point? So, I this is going to really irk you, and I'm sorry, okay? Mm-hmm. The point where people are like, Ahsoka took off half of his mask, 
<clears throat> one took off half of his mask, and then Luke took off the full mask, and that's oh. what saved Darth Vader. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it so much. It's just... Ugh. I I love philosophy, okay? I love philosophy of characters. I love hidden messages. That is a stretch, okay? That was coincidence. There's no way that Dave Filoni from the freaking... Or, uh, did he write Rebel? I have no idea. There's no way that the writers, or even in Disney in general, were smart enough to piece those two together. That was a coincidence, okay? I hate that. I hate it so much. <laughs> Like, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, it makes you feel comfortable, fine. But, like, that's like, it's just looking for meaning in things where there isn't really one. Right. Like, like I, I do agree. I don't think they would have had the brain power to, like, think of that. There's no way. No, I, I, I don't like that necessarily. I mean, there's, there's, again, there's quantifications that you can make with Star Wars because the canon isn't really clear in some areas. But it's like, like I said, I'm like, that's just like looking for some deeper meaning in something just so you can like, coincidence or coincidences are allowed to exist. Okay. Not everything has to mean something, you know, uh, just because different halves of his mask were broken off. That doesn't mean that that's somehow linked, you know? Right. Um, it's just, if they actually like did that it'd be it'd be cool i think that'd be smart writing but i don't think they thought that far ahead i think that would be extremely cheesy but like i think that that concept is better not being like a canon thing or whatnot honestly but i mean even so it would be like a i mean it would be smart but i wouldn't like it you know like it would I, be, I, it would be coherent writing. Just because it's coherent doesn't mean I like it. But I mean, it's just I, I don't. Know, I think it's a stretch. I guess if I if if they if they could somehow prove like if that were actually their intention and they could prove it, I'd be like, okay, well, all right, fine. I won't argue that point anymore. But it's cheesy. That's about it. Um, you got anything else you want to add, bro? No, I I think that was it. Honestly, I don't have. Any other points I want to bring up? Hmm. Covered everything that I want to cover. How about uh, you? Uh, no, I uh, I think I'm all right. I um, I can't remember. I I still cannot remember what else I was gonna say about Count Dooku. That's just gone. That's in the void. Um, I'll probably remember it when we record next episode. Most likely, it's how <laughs> things go usually. Speaking then, of like that, like I for last episode, I remember like I want to bring this point so. Like, it was, like, said on the actual, like, Marvel canon website. It's like, Spider-Man is immune to all human, like, illnesses and illnesses. But oh. he got a cold amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> well, look, the canons are different across the board, you know? Like, Spider-Man doesn't actually shoot webs out of his body. But he does in the very, like, the Tobey Maguire trilogy. I don't know. I mean, I think that was just kind of comic relief, in a way. But... That is also something Spider-Man would do, is if he got a cold, he would still go out as Spider-Man, you know, all nasally and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, see, I actually didn't I actually didn't know that Spider-Man was immune to that kind of stuff whenever I chose the Spider-Man topic. I, I did not know that was a power he had, and I, so I never even considered it whenever I watched the uh, Andrew Garfield movies. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... 
uh, yeah, interesting thing to bring up. We'll we'll probably end up talking about Spider Man again in a later episode, just not as like heavily. And for the viewers, I will post the comic strip of the Darth Vader we talked about in the beginning on the Instagram. If you want to check it out, tomorrow. About, are you talking about the thing where he, the the woman, the nurse? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, this is like a whole comic book, so you're probably just gonna have to find like, like, just look for the comic pictures, find like an excerpt that you enjoy or something like that, and then post it. Yeah, because uh, like, I, so that's I, a, I have that's like a... two pages of it that I'm gonna post. Okay, I was gonna say because that's like a that's a whole comic that you're <laughs> like I don't think well, I, uh, legally. Last episode, I just posted like the uh, the picture of the page Wait. from the She-Hulk one. But yeah, that, that's all that we needed. It was beautiful. I had, you know, I actually had a few people tell me they're like, "That was awesome." <laughs> Bringing up that, like they, they're <laughs> like, "That was a good episode," especially when it got to the Spider-Man saying he's black bit. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like it makes sense. I love that comic. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're gonna go ahead and call this one quits here. Um, I'm not. Well, I think I. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Uh. Nothing offensive. I just don't want to release too much information. Uh, Neo, do you have any concluding words, uh, words of advice, stuff like that? Um, hmm. Follow the podcast on Instagram, <gasps> Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. That was a really smart way to plug it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, follow our socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Um, and Facebook. And Facebook. I forgot that we made a Facebook so we could do a poll. You uh, can do discussion pages on the Reddit. Yep, that's true. Well. Discuss uh, what you think about any episode, today's episode, last episode. Future episodes. Whatever you want. Yes, give your ideas. Make make art. Post yeah. it on there. Have uh, fun. Go ahead and follow Neo's Twitch, uh, JustPhoenix101. And you can also that's follow correct. my Twitch, Frosty Butcher. We're both on Twitch. We stream here and there. Uh, yeah. And for our... our magnificent other co-host kate mitchell follow him at majestic gaming ttv yeah yeah majestic gaming ttv on twitch kate is not here kate if you listen to this episode you probably won't i love you Mm -hmm. i hope you can be here for next episode hopefully you'll wake up on time next time yeah idiot all right we'll see you guys next time bye bye oh